The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio. This is Up On Game. Caught by Hushmanzada for the touchdown. You want NFL experience? Manning lobs it. Burris alone. Touchdown. And it's intercepted. LeVar this is the show for you with LeVar Arrington. F Tom Brady. You know what? I take it back. TJ Hushmanzada. They lose first round? Mike McCarthy's out of there. And Plaxico Burris. Tom Brady's no longer there. It's turned into a dictatorship up there in New England. Three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. Live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. Here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. Hey, it's time to go hunt now. All right, happy Saturday to everybody out there. Exciting Saturday, football Saturday, college football Saturday. Are you ready for some? Get some. That's right. It's up on games. LeVar Arrington is TJ Hushmanzada. Plexico Burris is handling some business, but he will be back another time. So me and TJ, otherwise known as Pantene Man. We're going to handle these things. We're going to handle the business today, all right? You want to check us out? You want to talk about what we're talking about? Say something. Chime in. Go to at LeVar Arrington, at Hoosh84. That's H-O-U-S-H-84. You want to listen live in the iHeartRadio app? Just do that. Check out on your app. And you can search FSR or Fox Sports Radio. Search Up On Game, Up On Game Presents, wherever it is you get your podcast from. And guess where we're broadcasting live from? That's right, the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac. We'll help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Pantene, man, what's the good word, my guy? How you feeling? I see you in the weight room. I see you trying to catch back up, but I'm too far ahead. <laughs> nah, man, I wasn't in the weight room. You know, my daughters, they uh, they do Pilates, so they was like, uh, you think you can do it? I, wait, wait, do, do <laughs> you, you think? You think? I know I can do it. Just off my mind alone, I'm going to body this Pilates class. And so they have been asking me to go, and I went. And I'm not going to lie. 
I did very well, but <laughs> the class was way harder than I thought. I'm yeah. not even like using this your body morning, weight is crazy, dog. Var, when I got out the bed this morning, you felt it. My quads, glutes was burnt. Like they're <laughs> sore. Like I had. Like I just ran sprints all day yesterday. Yeah. Like my quads and glutes and ham. Just my whole lower half is sore, but. Mm. I felt like I did well in the class, but I'm paying for so, it today. I'm gonna be walking around <laughs> today. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna be walking. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I gotta ask you on an, on, on another level because when I, I I pull it up, like you have some of the most impressive daughters, right? All respect. And 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 the reason why I bring it up is I'm kind of in the same boat. Like like Carrington and and Kennedy are how far apart in 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 years? Uh, exactly twenty six months. Okay. I'm at, I, I want to say, 16, 17 months apart between Marley and Layla. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at the older version of what I have to deal with. How do you handle it? For all the dads out there that have daughters, take a listen. Take a gander to what, what Mr. Pantene Man has to say because he has some super impressive daughters, and they're like super athletes, like like softball players, D1 softball players. But but could easily be in the market for like top models and stuff like that. I I ain't gonna lie. I have some very very impressive daughters. You do. And I'm uh, there. It's basically like kind of the same scenario, but they're just younger. You you know what it is, man. I need to know. Give it's, me some. Give me some life here, man. When when they're at probably Layla's age, not Marley. Mm-hmm. You gotta just be honest with them about. You want your kids to be open, especially the young ladies, because if they feel like they can talk to you about whatever, they will talk to you about whatever. Mm-hmm. And we may not agree, but we can converse and talk about it. And, and so I think that was the biggest thing when they were younger is letting them know that they can talk to me about boys. If that's the case, you know, I may not like it or we may not agree, but we're going to talk about it. I'm not going to uh, put you down or make you feel like you can't. And that happened at such a young age that they will just openly talk about it in the house. And then sometimes I'll be like, man, if y'all don't shut y'all, y'all know what up. Right. right. Like, but it's we talk freely in our house about everything. And so I think and, and I'm able to tell them, like, look, <laughs> this is how we are. This is what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so. If the human race is anything like it was when I was growing up, which I'm 1,000% still the same. It's bad. It's bad. You got to be aware of this. This is what you're going to get. Think you're the prettiest girl in the world. This is what we want. Think you're the nicest girl in the world. This is what we want. So if you're okay with that, then this is what you're going to be. And so that was taught to them at an early age, and you just hope they make the right decision. Hmm. I appreciate that. Now, how's that going for you? Like, do you have do you have boyfriends? Do you do you have fat, like home visits and stuff like that? Like, are they going out? I mean, they're college girls and and, and actually uh, beyond at this point. Like, what 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 is that? How do you handle that scenario? Because I told I told I told my my lady the boyfriend. All right, because now Marley's doing boyfriends and and Layla's venturing into that. I told Marley, I met her boyfriend or not her boyfriend yet, or something like that, or whatever it's going to be. I don't know how it's defined, but it is what it is. I tell him, I said, listen, I kind of think you're a cool dude. I actually 
would like you under a hundred different circumstances other than this. Right. I don't want to like you because I don't want to have to feel any type of way if I got to do something to you. You know what I mean? And that's how that's why that's how I approach it. How how do you approach the the dating situation? You approach it how it comes. So my oldest one, she's more of a uh, she's outgoing, very outgoing, very talkative. I, I believe uh, she's had two boyfriends that have come to the house really just one but i know of two one has come to the house and it's just very simple and i just you know always respect her you put your hands on her i'm putting my hands on you um <laughs> straight up and down just like true. that true true and if your daddy don't like it then me and him can handle it true um but you know i, I always leave them with a little fun i said I want you guys to enjoy yourselves and uh whatever you do with my daughter just know when you drop her off i'm gonna do the same thing with you um right and they all and every time i say that they all look at me and laugh and i'm like what you laughing about i'm serious if you do nothing we're gonna do nothing right and so um but my younger daughter kennedy she she close to the vest with like every a boy has never been on my house and kennedy turns 21 here in a couple weeks um but she's she's really a reserved person she's quiet until she gets to know you but I'm not going to lie, like having two daughters initially, you know, when you're you're an athlete, you're like, oh, my God, I don't have a boy. I wouldn't change it for the world. But at the time, at the time, very scary. Oh, man, you like what? I got two daughters. I don't know what to do. But all you can do is impart on them wisdom and hopefully uh, their decisions that are made are the right ones. Of course, they won't all be right. But. You just hope they make the best decisions because uh, I just don't want to be put in a situation where I got to really show you that what I said is for real. And this concludes Up On Game. How you start? Y'all sitting there like, man, I thought this was sports talk radio. Why didn't I talk about sports talk radio? This is sports talk. It is sports talk. You know why? Because you got two former pros sitting there talking about daughters and how the interaction between a daughter and their boyfriend and the boys and all this and that's daddy and this, that, that, blah, 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 how that happens. And TJ just put y'all up on game. And speaking of putting y'all up on game, I got to ask you, because it is a big Saturday. It is a football Saturday. It is a college Saturday, TJ. Your boy, Primetime, is going into Oregon to take on the Ducks. Now, everybody's saying that this is where the clock start, uh, strikes midnight and we start to find out what this team truly is. I got to say, while I do, in my professional opinion, believe that to be true, I believe that this could be a bad one today, but this is football, bro. I can't sit here and say with what Dion has already accomplished that any result today takes away from what his accomplishment has been thus far, his impact on that team, that program, that community, and for what it's worth, whether people want to admit it or not, his impact on college football and sports as a whole has been at a massive impact like level. Oh, what Prime has done has been remarkable. And once they beat TCU, it just took off. It took off. He has changed the landscape of college football. He's changed the way administrators look at coaches at the college football landscape. Because if you get a guy of his caliber or of his personality, can we do this? Mm. Now, 
let's talk today's game. Is there anyone it's gonna, out there like that? I mean, nah, I mean there, it, maybe. there's some guys that if given an opportunity, but because Prime was a great player, one of the best to ever play, um, it's different. There's guys with his personality. You just have to be given that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw an interview. I saw some with Warren Sapp mm-hmm. where he wants to coach, but he don't want to put in hours mm-hmm. because it's unnecessary, which a lot of us former players agree. What Prime say? Oh, man, listen, you come in here in the morning, you out of here about 3, 4, 5 o'clock. Warren Sapp said, say less, I'm coaching. So Warren Sapp is supposed to go coach in Colorado. Yeah, I see T.O. be with him all the time, too, so he's going to mess around and announce that T.O. going to be one of his coaches, too. So <laughs> it's going to happen. It's, it's one of those things where if that's the case, that could happen. But yeah. specifically today's game, you don't have Travis Hunter. Well, Oregon has a guy by the name of Trey Franklin. Travis Hunter not play. Who going to cover Troy Franklin? Troy Franklin is one of the best college receivers that nobody talks about. Troy Franklin can play. Mm-hmm. And they don't have an answer for him on Colorado's roster. Up front. That's my Col- biggest thing. Up front, Colorado is not going to be able to handle Oregon's defensive or offensive or, lines. Uh, yeah. And, that's, and, and that's so, the, yeah. It, as much as I root for Prime and I want him to do well – I think is going to end bad today because Oregon, they are too stout at every level of football. But when Travis Hunter out and Troy Franklin playing for Oregon, I don't like the chances of a Colorado today. Mm. That was, that was kind of my take on it. TJ was again, my biggest concern for, for Colorado has been, can they improve what they're doing up front? from week one against TCU, and they just haven't. They haven't been able to. Uh, the young man from, what was it, Kamara? Kim- was it Kamara from, Kamara? from from Colorado he, State? He destroyed havoc. them by himself. He destroyed that, that defensive you, you, line. You know how many times Shador Sanders has been sacked, right? You know how many times Shador has been sacked? Talk three games, it. 15 times. He's been sacked 15 times. In three games. And now you about to start going against defensive linemen. No disrespect to the teams you've played that are better than the teams you played. Yeah. So if you've been sacked 15 times, it's going to be – because we all know this. You can scheme for skilled players. You can get a skilled player open if you don't have great skilled players. You can double team a receiver on opposing offense – you can't scheme for those guys up front. You can double a guy, uh, but what about the other guy? If yeah. you don't have the dogs up front, you can, it's hard to scheme guys up front because you, it's just it's almost impossible. Yeah, you can double them, but then that means somebody else is one on one. Yeah, and, and so it's you're going to deal tough. with the depth of of a team, a, a program like Oregon as well. So you're going to have you know your guys like Birch. And 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 those guys and, and you playing in Eugene and Mamave and and those guys that are up front and you're playing in, in Eugene and um, you're playing in Eugene. It's gonna be a. But I will say this: if he's able to pull this off, I promise you. I promise you, I'll pick them to win every game as long as he's coaching. If they can pull this one off, I won't go against him again. Because yeah. I and when I say go against him, I just don't think they're gonna win. It's not about going of, against them. It's just. It's just exercising conventional wisdom. It's what my wisdom. eyes tell me when yes, I see Colorado and I see Oregon. My eyes are telling me they're not going to be able to compete up front. 
But I would have thought that against TCU. If I'm being honest, I would have thought that against TCU. Um, While I, will I say said that versus you got TCU a much better, and I was wrong. So this yeah. will be the last so time it if could, that's the case. There you go. I, I, I mean, they got Bo Nix. You know, he's one. Of, he's he's a guy. He he's a guy. And and like you mentioned, the receiver, he's a guy. It, there's go, there's a lot of elements working against them. But I almost feel like they've built up so much credibility and so much goodwill that if the the expected happens, then it's just like, well, they were ahead of schedule anyway. This team was ahead of schedule. They lost to a, a, a competitive team that, that has a, a built, established, strong program, Power 5 program in Oregon, and there's no shame in going into Eugene and, and taking a nail. Like, this, I think that's where season, they're at right now. This season has been a win. That team won one game last year. That team won one game last year. You got top recruits wanting to go play for Colorado. So, in essence – this is a win for them. Now you got guys calling you. When that starts to happen, it's a win. Yeah, you want to win on the field, but they've won already because next year in the trenches, they'll be much better. Yeah, no doubt. That's TJ Hushmanzada. He gave y'all some game on how you handle dating daughters and doing Pilates with them. We also gave y'all a very nice breakdown of what we feel about this Colorado uh, Oregon, excuse me, Oregon game coming up. Next, we're going to talk a little bit more college football. We're going to dig into this Ohio State-Notre Dame uh, matchup, this this square up. I'm excited to talk about it. I'm really excited about the, the games that are taking place. I'm live here in State College, Pennsylvania uh, for the whiteout game. Penn State's taking on Iowa. We'll touch on that game as well. You're listening to Up On Game. That's TJ Hushmanzada. I'm LeVar Arrington. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Hey, hey, do you remember a pawn game in September with LeVar and TJ members of this wonderful show? Hi, 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 you silly. <laughs> hey, welcome back into the show. That's right. It is TJ Hushmanzada and LeVar Arrington. We are live from the Tyrac.com studios. And Plex is taking the day off. That's all right. He's got some things he's got to get done. But it's us. We're here. And we're talking college football. Let's jump right into this, this conversation about Ohio State and Notre Dame. This is a tremendously big game. Number six, uh, Ohio State, they come in with that ranking. Notre Dame comes in ranked number nine. Uh, this is a tremendously amazing matchup. Uh, TJ, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a battle of basically juggernauts um, today, and they're in South Bend. I think that that is a big advantage, plays well into Notre Dame having the opportunity to win this game. Notre Dame 4-0, Ohio State, they are 3-0. A lot of people are saying that Ohio State for the first time maybe, you know, could be susceptible to what's going on. So the spread, you got you got a negative negative uh, 3-5, 3.5, um, Ohio State, you got 55.5 on the total, and the money line is a negative 160. <laughs> if you're looking at the odds for, obviously, for Notre Dame, it's, it's plus 3.5, total 55.5, same. And then, you know, the money line is plus 135. That's uh, MGM, by the way. I know I know we're DraftKings, but I'm looking at, you know, MGM right this moment for, for what we're talking about. And, and you look at this this matchup, what what to you is uh is exciting about this the mat, the 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 series Ohio State leads right now at 5 to 2 um consecutive wins and that's dating back to 95 so not all the way through but from dating back to 1995 the the series is 5 and 2 in Ohio State's favor but i think that this is a very very different Notre Dame team from the teams of past dating back to 1995. What what do you think about it? When you hear Ohio State, Notre Dame, you obviously two of the better programs in the history of college football. Now, Ohio State has been their premier program in college football 
from an athletic standpoint when you talk these two teams as of late and it was because of the quarterback position when yeah. we, when you look at what CJ Stroud had done at Ohio State the previous two seasons Notre Dame didn't have a quarterback that could compete with what Ohio State had well this year times have changed it's different this year we know Notre Dame has Wake Forest transfer Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman has started a ton of football games. Not the biggest guy, but he's smart and he understands football and he's played a lot of snaps. Conversely, on the other side, Ohio State. Now, in essence, are start, they're starting a young guy. He hasn't started a ton of games. He hasn't seen a lot of snaps. And, and so... The disadvantage that Notre Dame has had for years is now an advantage. Can Ohio State use what they have defensively to slow Notre Dame down? And the experience that Sam Hartman has, how much would that play a factor into the game? I I believe a ton because he's been in big games and obviously not as big as this. But he's been in big games. And if your quarterback has been in big games, you always have a chance. And so – it's really football for me. And let me say this before I keep before I go on. Um, I've been getting stopped a ton by a lot of people that listen to our show. Mm-hmm. And I want to say thank you guys. And I appreciate it. Yeah, because, appreciate you. Um, a lot of y'all have stopped me and just say you guys really listen to the show. You like listening um, to Up On Game. And for that, um, I say thank you because I'm watching football. And I went to a Sierra Canyon football game last night. Nice. Met met a couple people at the game. Met somebody at In and Out, and uh, they all keep to they listen to the game. Like y'all listen tomorrow. Yeah, I'm listening tomorrow. So thank you. You guys know who you are. But back mm-hmm. to the game. Yep. These games, man, are won in the trenches. Man, everybody has skill players. Games are won and lost in the trenches, and, and so it's going to be very important for Ohio State that defensive front. Can they make Sam Hartman uncomfortable? But if this is any game that if that Notre Dame should and could win, it's this one because mm. of the uncertainty at the quarterback position that Ohio State has. But you know, outside, they had the best receiver in college football and Marvin Harrison Jr. Oof. So they better have an answer for that. You know, against West Kentucky, they, they seem to get on track. McCord seemed to have – uh, a solid day, and and I, I think that having Kyle McCord kind of step up and and be what he needed to be for Ohio State was was very uh, was very promising. But I just don't know that you come out of a Western Kentucky matchup and say, okay, just like we talked about in the first segment, as it applied to Prime and and uh, Colorado. This is a much different animal you're going to handle going up against Notre Dame. They got a strong defense. Linebackers play well. Got a good ball hawk and safety. And I just wonder, can can McCord get it done against a sound tackling, um, you know, flying around disciplined defense? You got not only do you have Marvin Harrison junior but you got a mecca uh, a buka and let me tell you something dude is a beast it's probably the best one two combination of receivers in college football this year i think there's no questioning what the talent level is that they have um on the outside the young running back is a beast too for for ohio state um 
Travion but I, Henderson. Fast dog, he kind of yeah, he just he, he's. But we he's, know we know Ohio State is going to have these type of players. We we I don't trust the quarterback. These premier programs have what good receivers, good yep. backs. These the, it's not that it's just the quarterback is young. He hasn't had the experience. Like when you talk experience, early on it was like, what's wrong with Ohio State? It's not what's wrong with them. They're breaking in a new quarterback. Yeah, and so. As much as you, oh, practice, he's, he looks good. And pr- Man, when that uh, official winds that arm down and say, let's go, it's pra- it ain't practice no more. You get hit, um, your heart rate is up, you got to breathe deep to calm yourself down, and you realize it's just football, but some guys aren't able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it will take some time. But Ohio, when you have the athletes and the players that Ohio State has, you always have a chance. Yes. Yeah. Can they play sound defense and avoid turning the ball over? If they can do that, um, they got a chance. But Hartman and Notre Dame, they coming mm-hmm. because of that experience. You, you don't – oh, man, we, we don't have our entire playbook. When you have a quarterback with that type of experience, everything is available. And so I, I expect a really good football game um, between Notre Dame and Ohio State. Really good. To me, it's going to be – Limit the big plays, create turnovers. Whoever does that wins. I, I, once again, I think it always starts in the trenches. And this, to me, is a very, very evenly well-matched uh, style game for, for, for watching. Ohio State, they're going to be big. They're going to be stout up front. They have numbers. They have depth. And so does Notre Dame. So, to me, I think that you have bigger playability overall with Ohio State, even though I have questions surrounding the quarterback's position. I still think they have bigger play ability to strike with explosive plays over what Notre Dame has. But Notre Dame can run the ball. And they are a run-first type of team. They like to grind it out, fight for field position. They'll kick the ball. They'll play defense. If they can control the time of possession of this game and limit the opportunities that they have for explosive plays with, you know, with uh, with Harrison and, and, and company, I believe that this game actually, in a way, swings the pendulum towards what Notre Dame has and, and the advantage of being able to edge out Ohio State. But with that being said, this is Ohio State. Ryan Day has proven time and time again that he figures out a way to put his players in the best position to get the best results. There's no denying that. So I think playing in South Bend is, is a big deal. I think that plays a major part in favor of Notre Dame. But I would not be surprised if Ryan Day and co. are able to put together a game plan that actually exploits some of the aspects, some of the holes that may be there in this Notre Dame defense. Now, control the time of possession, chunk it out, kick the ball, play defense, limited explosive plays, I go Notre Dame. So if I'm I'm taking my pick today, I feel I feel kind of positive that Notre Dame might be able to win the battle of attrition and and get out of there with that win. But you know that's what that's why you play the games. You line up, you play them, and you see what you got going on. All right, let's get an update. I'm not, from I'm our- not a betting man, but I would take Ohio State. Ooh, okay, yeah, I would. 
I know we got up on game, down on game coming up in the second well, hour. Well, if that is on it, uh, we got to remove it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Heard it well, let's remove, hey, Bo, let's remove that one and let's go ahead and put in our prediction. Well, I, I gave y'all the money line. Do y'all think that they'll hit 55 points? You hit that? You think they'll hit 55, TJ? College football, the way these teams are up and down the field, I think, yeah, absolutely. They'll hit 55. Yeah, I, think I think they'll hit 55. Over. I think it'll go over. It's three point. It's three point five on on the 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 points. Do you think that Ohio State can beat them by more than yeah, three? Yeah, I think three Ohio points? State can get will win by at least a touchdown. Yeah. Ooh. And, and if, if Notre Dame wins this game, Notre Dame is a bona fide uh, national championship contender, no question. Huh? If I'm putting my money up. And I got to put my money where my mouth is while I sit there and say I prognosticate that Notre Dame is going to be uh, in a good position to win the game. If I'm putting my money up, I kind of got to go down the line that you're on right now. I do think that they, that Ohio State wins this game in South Bend, and I think they do win it by more than 3.5 points. So there it is. There you have that. Uh, okay, let's, let's we've cleared. That up, y'all, and, and and after we get this this update uh, from Isaac Lohenkron, we're going to get a break, and then we'll come back and well, we'll probably talk a little bit about some other other things going on. But until we get to that, we got to go to the legend himself, our guy, the man, the myth, the legend himself. That's right, it's Isaac Lohenkron. Indeed, thank you, yeah. Lamar. Number yeah. two, you gonna hit me with Lamar, huh? Okay, all right. Did I, I say you. Lamar? It's all right because you must be looking at something that's saying Lamar Jackson. But that's all right. No, no, um, it's, no another, just it's another Lamar. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you was just messing with me about my my name because you know I get that quite a bit. No, you know? it's it, it's actually uh, Lamar Odom. No, I, I once oh, called. I oh, wa- you gonna put me in Lamar Odom? Okay. I once called I Levar that. Ball Lamar as well, and that was oh, another mess. I'm just. It's all good, you know. <laughs> actually, I'm just uh, taking that V and that M is pretty important I to know. the name. You oh, know boy. what I mean? Because it could boy. totally change the name. You boy, know what I mean? Oh. It could go from Lavar to Lamar real quick. You oh, know what I mean? It, it, changes everything the whole perception i'm just taking right now i almost got a i almost got a squeak there by the way as oh, I, no, no that wasn't funny enough no, I'm, I, no, I'm, no. I'm, I'm hurt that i gave you such a great intro and then you jacked my name up but no, it's all right it's, it's, it's all reverse right psychology on my there part you go. We're, we're just taking right now with what is going on as we speak because number two michigan is hosting rutgers and on the third play of the game holy shiano rutgers quarterback gavin wimsett threw a 69 yard touchdown pass to Christian Dramel, giving Rutgers a 7-0 lead. Michigan then came back with a two-yard touchdown run by Blake Corum, capping a 94-yard drive. They just ended the first quarter. Number two, Michigan, and Rutgers are tied at seven. The first play of the second quarter is going to be a fourth down and one for Rutgers at the Michigan 28-yard line. Number four, Florida State is scoreless at Clemson with 229 left to play in the first quarter. Clemson has a fourth down and five coming up at the Florida State 12-yard line and 16th-ranked Oklahoma trailing at Cincinnati 3 to nothing with four minutes and 23 seconds left to play in the first quarter. In the NFL, the Indianapolis Colts today released running back Deion Jackson and signed running back Trey Sermon to their 53-man roster from their practice squad. The Colts will be at Baltimore tomorrow. And in Major League Baseball, today's Yankees Diamondbacks game was postponed because of a forecast of sustained inclement weather. Back to you, La 
Var. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all good, Ilo. It's all good. You know, I know you love me. It's, 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 it's cool. All right, so we're going to take a quick break, but after the break, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more quarterback and a little bit college football before we transition over into some pro pro talk. Well, we'll talk a little bit more college football in hour two as well, but we'll talk about some Cam Rising. You know, he won't start today. So what does that mean for Utah? They're playing UCLA in the Rose Bowl. So we'll get to that and we'll get to more as well. You're listening to Up On Game. That's TJ Hushmanzada. I'm LeVar Arrington. We'll take a quick break. This is Fox Sports Radio. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening all right all right welcome back in sup on game we're live from the tyrac.com studio slavar arrington it's tj hushmanzada plexico is off today but that's all good coming up in hour two we got a legendary moment coming up with coach franklin i've been doing uh, a weekly conversation with him so we'll be able to listen to what a head coach's insight on some of the, you know, things that go on with head coaches at, at a major, major Power 5 school, what what goes on there. We'll also touch on Trayvon Diggs. There was an interesting um, hmm. deal that came about from there. I'm, I'm so uh, curious to get your take on – well, Bart, Bart Scott had a take on, on the injury. And anyway, we'll <laughs> – I'll save that for a, a real good reaction from you on that one, TJ. And and there's been a lot of rookie quarterbacks going down to injuries, so we'll talk about that as well. That's going to be an hour two, so make sure you stay locked in and dialed in to Up On Game. If you miss anything, just make sure you go to wherever it is that you get your podcast from and type in Up On Game. And Up On Game presents. We give you a lot of cool content. Uh, and if you miss anything here, obviously, you can go back over and check that out as well. Heading into today's game, as I mentioned before, we went to the break. Cam Rising, super, super talented, phenomenal quarterback for Utah, the Utah Utes. Uh, they're taking on UCLA. That's a big, that's a big matchup as well in college football this weekend. 
Can they do it without Cam Rising in the lineup, TJ Hushmanzada? They've been doing it without Cam oh, Rising. They beat a Florida team that upset Tennessee last week without Cam Rising. And so if this freshman quarterback, Nate Johnson – They're at Utah, by the way. My apologies. If, 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 if he in. can yeah. continue to play. So he's been splitting time with Bryson Barnes early in the season. And then last week – he got the majority of the snaps. And, and so, dude is today's type of quarterback, can throw it, but can really run it. And, and so, if he can play the type of football he's been playing, um, Utah's a physical team. Very physical on both sides of the ball. Left they front. are physical. They're like a Big Ten team, man. And, and so, it. can UCLA with the freshman quarterback, Dante Moore, and Chip Kelly, do they have solutions to this physical brand of football that Utah is going to play? But the way they did Florida in the first game, and then you watch Florida manhandle Tennessee, Utah looks impressive. Mm. I I look at this game, and, and you mentioned the young quarterback, him getting his opportunity for UCLA. I did think that it was in the Rose Bowl, but I did further check that it is in Utah. Um, this Utah team, man, they they play a physical brand of football like you were talking about. And and coming into this throttle, um, I feel like I feel like this is this is one of those step up games for UCLA. If if they want to be respected as a team that has an opportunity to continue to climb the polls, because right now I believe they're at 22, um, you take on a team as as quality as as Utah, who I believe is ranked uh, what are they 11th? I think yeah. they're they're 11. Um, you take on a team as highly ranked as Utah is, and you're able to have success against them both teams undefeated both teams have not I, I I will say I do believe Utah has had the tougher challenge especially with with Florida um, a little bit more battle tested than, than UCLA at this this moment in time and they do get them at home and if you know about Utah culture I found out about it I learned about it at last year's Rose Bowl it's a really really good great fan base it's a strong supportive fan base there's going to be a home field advantage for Utah going into this game and and so when I look at this if UCLA can go into Utah win this game I think that they give themselves a big time boost in terms of how the voters will be looking at them and most certainly how the the public you know how the public will will view Utah. It's like it's one of those things. I don't I don't know why this is TJ. Maybe it's because they are on the West Coast, but Utah is one of those teams, and so is Washington. They're just one of those teams where they're just almost quietly really really good. Man, all the schools on the West Coast uh, lack of respect. All of them. All of the schools in the Pac-12. When you really think about it. And they've done nothing but pretty much own college football from a let's see what our conference of schools are doing compared to your conference. The SEC has been, and I've been one, put them on this pedestal. Uh, the SEC ain't it right now. That They are not it. And, and so it's been a lack of uh, respect for 
uh, the majority of the schools on the West Coast, including USC and Oregon. But it's what you said. Washington, when we were growing up, was a powerhouse. Man. They seem to be back. Hey, what's the first name that comes to mind when you think about the Washington Huskies when you was growing up? First, first player that comes to mind. Napoleon Kaufman. Amen. Ain't that Napoleon. the craziest thing, bro? It might be the what's he want like, bro? When I you think, think about I, dope, I ain't gonna lie. I think dope two guys. players, I dog. Think, I think two guys: Napoleon Kaufman and Marcus Tuiasosopo. Yeah, the guys, them the two guys I think of when I think Washington football. And then, um, obviously, he wasn't there long enough. I think Corey Dillon, Steve Entman, because he was drafted so high. Yeah. Um, Lawyer Malloy. Yeah. But Washington has had a ton beast. of really good football players, so and they beast. seem to be back. Yeah. Um, with Michael Penix and those uh, two receivers that they have, and Jalen McMillan and Ndunze. Man, that's the, you just rock, you just rocked out to that super quick. We got a whole lot more, but not a whole lot of time coming up. Hour two is coming at you. That's TJ Hushmanzada. I'm LeVar Arrington. This is Up On Game, Fox Sports Radio. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, so stay locked in. Stay tuned in, all right? Yeah. Oh, well, we got 10 seconds left, so I'll tell you this. Make sure you go check out Up On Game and Up On Game Presents wherever it is that you get your podcast from. Hour two is coming at you next. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.